Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Potentially our favorite show of the week each and every week. It is a takes on takes edition of the show. If you are listening to this, it means we got through the entirety of the recording and Jamie is actually on a full takes on takes episode of the show. Uh, it'll be a good thing. It's not Jamie's fault. It was not Jamie's fault no. the last time. My fault. It, my computer. It, it, was, but, it was such good content. Oh, it's 33 uh, minutes I, of excellent podcasting. Some of our best work. I, I know it, it. It's a true lost episode, as we said, but uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll make it through this one. Uh, and and this is a fun one. There are a lot of great topics that I think are going to sidebar us into various different avenues. Uh, and the best part is Jamie does not come prepared, and and he does not want me to share the takes with him. And so that does make it a little bit chaotic when we do have these sidebars. Yes. Uh, we will start with this take from Sam Teets, which I think is going to be our first of three sidebars throughout the course of this show. Ooh. Take the Pac-12 has the best starting quarterbacks among all conferences in college football, and it isn't even close. This is a great take. So, okay, let's like, I think let's lay the groundwork here. I think we need to mention some names. I think we start with uh, Caleb Williams, probably the guy that we should mention uh, first. Yeah, he's all right. He's all right. Bo, Bo Nix uh, back at Oregon. Yes. Cameron Ward at Washington Penix. State. Michael Penix Cameron at Washington. Washington. DJ Ui Ungalale at Oregon State. Yes. Just to name a few quarterbacks that immediately jump off the page to me of names that we should mention. That's just the Pac-12. Do we want to go to any other conference immediately while having this conversation just to make sure we're being fair and accurate? I mean, who else would be in the conversation as a conference? Well, I, I think I, I think the important... I mean, the ACC has got Drake May and um, Jordan Travis and... Trying to think of who else they have. Tyler Van Dyke. You want to throw him in there? Riley Leonard at Duke. A, I mean, they are they are quarterbacks. We didn't even mention Cam Rising at Utah, by the way. I'm looking at a list here. Didn't even mention Cam Rising. Um, I'm scrolling through this list here. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't see another conference. I mean, we should probably do the SEC thing just to cross our T's and dot our I's. Oh, Jordan Travis. I think you mentioned him, right? Yeah, I mentioned him. Okay. I mean. I mean, who? I mean, it is KJ Jefferson, not... Joe Milton, Jaden Daniels, Spencer Rattler, Devin Leary, Jalen Milrow. I mean, those are and those are fine, but they're they're not as good as the Pac-12 quarterbacks. What, what, okay, I, I think the follow up that I'd like to have here is when we mean best starting quarterbacks, do we mean from a draft perspective or we mean from a college football perspective? I think the yes, answer is the same regardless, but I just want to make yes, sure that the we're answer's the, the answer is the same regardless. But yes, I, I think the spirit of the question is college quarterback. But I do think they're that both college and draft prospect wise in the Pac-12 
uh, in the last year of the current iteration of the Pac-12. Yeah, it's not going to it's not going to exist like this moving forward. No, it's going fair. out with a bang. Uh, they are going out with a bang, uh, and specifically with potentially having the number one overall pick in Caleb Williams. I can get on board with this take. There's no, there are other, there are other conferences that have other top end names that I think are worthy of of discussion. But I think it's the rest of the conference that doesn't do a whole lot. Whereas with the Pac-12, they have those, they have that top name in Caleb Williams, but underneath it as well, they've got some really high quality players. They got, they got the volume. They do. They have the volume. Um, this take from Taylor B, and I. <laughs> I'm going to read the take, but we're going to have to talk negatively about this, and I'm sorry. But take, John Mechie should be eligible to win Rookie of the Year this year. No, that's not how awards work. I'm sorry. I understand the spirit of the take, and we're rooting for John Mechie, and I I want him to be successful. But in the spirit, Travis Etienne should have been eligible to win Rookie of the Year. Like, you could do this every single year. That's not the spirit of the award, and I, I appreciate the good wishes and good sentiments for John Mechie. But no, he should not be eligible to win the Rookie of the Year award. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, it, it sucks, and I hopefully there's there's been some good news on John Mechie, and I'm excited to see him on the field this year and hashtag Texans receiving core uh, for those that have listened to that episode. But uh, no, he should not. Um, in whatever amount of circumstances cause you not to play your rookie season does not allow you. You get one rookie season. That's it. So that's all you. That's all you get. There's, right. there, there's no. This is not. You don't get to be a redshirt rookie. Nope. Uh, and if if ETN couldn't get it last year, it's not going to be John Mechie this year. Comeback player, I do think that that's worth having that discussion. And I know we had some heated TDN debates about whether ETN could be considered a comeback player or not. What is he coming back? What was the base he was coming back from? But I do think that would count. But no, he, he should not be eligible for rookie of the year. Anthony provides us with the take that is going to, I believe, put us into our second sidebar of the show. Going into 2023 only, how would everyone rank the starting quarterbacks in the NFL? The way I did this is based is based if the Steelers, middle of the road team, would be better or worse with the other quarterbacks. And now he's provided a list here. And I will tell you, there is a tier of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight quarterbacks that he has in this one tier. And then he lists a drop off and then has a list of about 27 other names, give or take. That he okay, would put so, a starter. So how do we can take this I, however we want? So how do you want to do this? Is this literally just like Kenny Pickett versus thirty-one other names? Is that I mean, that's the, the that's the that's is? what he did? Yes, that's what he did. Uh, okay, um, okay, let's do it. Okay, you. How do you want to do this? You want to go team by team? Well, I guess I get the. I assume the eight names you're talking about were like the super obvious names. Do we want to just get those out of the way? Um, I mean, here are the here are the names that he has in the slam dunk before there's a drop off. Patrick yeah, Mahomes, no correct. Joe Burrow, correct. Justin Herbert, correct. Lamar Jackson, correct. Aaron Rodgers, correct. Josh Allen, correct. Trevor Lawrence, correct. Jalen Hurts, correct. So that's that's the tier before there's he has in big bold letters drop off. Okay. Now, he has Kenny Pickett ranked on this list somewhere. And so then whenever Kenny Pickett gets ranked, that's how you know the quarterbacks he feels are, are better than Kenny Pickett. That That is how rankings work, Chris. So, Correct. All right, so we'll do it this way. We'll go off of his list, and you tell me if you agree Let's or disagree. Let's go off his list. I guess this, because this, is, this question is, seems hyper-specific, but okay. Dak Prescott. I'm ready. I would rather have Dak than Kenny Pickett, yes. Russell Wilson. Just for 2023. Just for 2023, would you rather have Kenny Pickett or Russell Wilson? 
I have a hot take yes. that I'd like to share with the group. Let's come back. Let's come, let's come back okay. to that one. I'm going to get that one to come back to the end and put, put them on the end of the line. All right, Matthew Stafford. <laughs> I'll give you three. You, you're allowed to pass three times. That's it. You can't pass any more than well, no, that. No, no, no. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna answer the Russell Wilson one. I just want to pass it to the end. Oh, well, you. I, that's what I'm like saying. You can time. pass three if you want to pass any more to the end. All right, Chris. Out there, I out there ask, ask this: Am I to assume health? Oh man, that's a that's a tough question, right? Like, well, like relatively healthy. So, because, like, I, I like to me the issue is like I would clearly take Stafford, but like I'm worried that about the back so, and him being like. What do we know about Matthew Stafford right now? And it's not that's not a rhetorical question. It's more of like, what do we know about Matthew Stafford right now? Is there any inclination that we get that he's not going to be ready for the start of 2023? No, just so then I'm worried. I, then I think so. that's that's the baseline we have to use is that the All expectation right, then, he's going to be ready Stafford. for week one. Okay. Then Matthew Stafford. Deshaun Watson. I take Deshaun Watson even given what last year was. Geno Smith. I'll take Kenny Pickett. I agree with you. Derek Carr. Don't, 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 don't you even, don't you even, even begin to try to utter the name Kenny Pickett out of your mouth when comparison to Derek Carr. No, I, I, don't I you Carr, even. I, to, I, I, I take Carr. I just wanted to see how long I could pause before you, you blew a gas. <laughs> it, it didn't take long. You was a breath. You didn't even was, give me a chance. To, I didn't even have a dramatic pause. You were no. already, you were already like. Because I was, because I can see, I, yeah, I could see where we were going on the list. And I'm like, don't I, I you even dare. Carr, yes. uh, Kirk Cousins. I take Kirk Cousins. Jared Goff. I would take Jared Goff. Now, if you wanted to say to me that you worry about moving Jared Goff into the Pittsburgh system, I would hear you. But my counter to that would be he did it in L.A. with the Rams. He's now gone to Detroit. And it's a different offense yeah. that Ben Johnson runs. Yeah, but, but but he did Ben Johnson did it with Ben Johnson and Sean McVay. My, my issue is that, but like, what if I put Pickett in Detroit? Would I not get? Well, well that's Ben Johnson, right? That's that's that's. I, I'm going to go pick it, but I think this is this is essentially I would consider equal. Well, the next name on the list is Kenny Pickett. So you 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 you. Uh, ooh, um, I'm Kenny Pickett or Kenny, Kenny Pickett. Pickett? Okay, Pickett. Justin Fields. I'm going to go with Justin Fields, but I do think it's worthy of a conversation. I would take Kenny. I would take Kenny Pickett right now, going into just 2023. I would take Kenny Pickett over Justin. Fields. I just even even Fields just as a runner though is just such a dynamic weapon. That'd Tua, be fun to watch him run around. Tua Tungavailoa. I take Tua. Again, as, relative health. As would I. Daniel Jones. Oh, again, this goes back to... No, I, I, if the spirit of the question is, would you put this player on the Steelers? No, I would take Kenny Pickett over Daniel Jones on the Steelers. Mac Jones. Kenny Pickett. And I felt that way coming out, too, about both guys. Yeah. So, Ryan so Tannehill. That's, but, uh, Pickett. Bryce Young. Just for 2023, are the Steelers uh, better off with Kenny Pickett or Bryce Young as their starting quarterback? Bryce. Anthony Richardson, are the Pittsburgh Steelers better or worse with Anthony Richardson or Kenny that's Pickett? The, that's the fun one. I this think it's, year, I think it's Anthony Richardson. I think it's Kenny Pickett. No, I, I think the upside well, with the running is... Yeah, but I just don't know what I'm going to get from Richardson in year one. He still he still has a ways to go. Long term, yeah, absolutely. I don't I don't think I don't think it's going to be close. But Brock Purdy, Kenny Pickett. I'm sorry, I like Jamie. Jamie, he has not like, lost. He has never lost a regular season game as the starting quarterback. That's adorable. Jimmy Garoppolo, Kenny Pickett. Jimmy G's already hurt. Yeah, did you see that? That was I was very that that story literally came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Signed yeah. his contract and then got surgery on what was it his ankle? 
It was me? Yeah, well, maybe that's why there was that random delay. If you remember, there was like a 36-hour delay between the announcement of him signing his deal and him actually like actually signing the deal. Right. There were thoughts that he was going to go back into free agency. Yeah, but yes, I'll take Pickett. Jordan Love or Kenny Pickett? I'll pick it. Desmond Ritter or Kenny Pickett? Pick it. Baker Mayfield or Kenny Pickett? Pick it. CJ Stroud or Kenny Pickett? Pick it. Stroud. Okay. Sam Howell or Kenny Pickett? Pick it. Colt McCoy, he's assuming, is the Cardinal starter. Pick it. I think it's disrespectful to Clayton Toon. All right, Jamie, you have to go back and answer the Russell Wilson part of this. You had all this time uh, I do. to formulate I your do. thoughts. I haven't thought about it another second. Love it. Um, just for 2023, you were just looking at this as an evaluation of 2023. Would Russell Wilson be better than Kenny Pickett on the current iteration of the Pittsburgh Steelers? I think it's Kenny Pickett, to be completely honest with you. I think it's Kenny you. Pickett because I think he would die behind that offensive line. He being Russell Wilson pronouns, pal. But he would he would get okay. He would be destroyed. Yes. So I did we did we answer the spirit of the stake? I have no idea where we landed on this. Um so how okay, so that how many players did we put in we obviously know the 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 elite eight, but what were the other guys? How many of the other guys did we put on there? Because I feel like we were you know, maybe one guy here and right, either but direction he, for so, us, but we so he all right, all right, hold on, hold on. Eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. There were 16 names on this list before Kenny Pickett's name was there. So in Anthony's mind, there were 16 quarterbacks that he thought were better, the Steelers would be better with than if Kenny Pickett was their starting quarterback. And Kenny Pickett being somewhere in like the, in terms of overall quarterbacks, being somewhere between like 16 and 22 feels about right to me. So like yeah. him being 17th on this list like that kind of tracks right. with how I feel about Kenny Pickett. Now for yeah, us I think we right. had I think we had a couple of more names so Kenny would be probably closer to like 20 or 22. Or 20. But, but yeah. like I feel but good about like, that. Yeah, and I think that's not unexpected because we talk about what we thought of him as a player coming out. This is what we expected. There was there isn't I don't think there's higher upside here. Like I don't see us ever looking at Kenny Pickett as a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, but I also don't see us looking at him as a bottom five starter in the NFL either. Like, I think he's, this is the kind of range where I expect him to be long-term, you know, average starter, which by the way, there are plenty of teams that would kill for an average starting quarterback a lot of the time. So we have a tattle take. Is this for you? This is for me. Is this the one you teased? This is from Bailey. Okay, so I didn't read this, but I saw it was like it took up my entire phone screen. It's an and essay. You wrote a dissertation. It's a dissertation. Right, so it is a thesis. I'm going to mute my mic and take a nap, and okay. you can read the whole thing, and well, then just let me know when you need I it. need you to pay attention to this, because you have to weigh in. You okay. Honestly, you have to determine if it's a tattle take on me, because it's oh, my opinion. True. It's on you. Okay. So, so tattle take. Mid-major, You're wrong. Mid-major Chris. Oh, we, did, we did take bets on yesterday's TDN Daily if you were going to be on immediately anti-Chris or if you were going to be objective and like listen to the merit of the argument. No, I'll, I'll be in this in the spirit of this question, I will be objective. Okay. Tattle I still t- don't know what this is about. Tattle take. At mid-major Chris consist- consistently saying the Bears are showing they want to win 17 to 14. I believe it was 16 to 9 was the was the example that I used. So there's your first error there, yes. Bailey. Whether you wow. think the Bears hey, will be hey, hey, you need to be objective in That's your fair. reading That's of the fair. question. That's fair. Whether you think the Bears will be good or bad, that is not what the actions have shown. This usually is meant to mean heavy focus on a run game to chew the clock and good defense. One, the Bears, despite there being good options on the market, chose not to spend big money on the D line. 
Poles has said that they can't fix everything in one offseason and wanted to prioritize the offense, which would go against this idea. Two, whether you like the additions or not in the last year, the Bears have brought in DJ Moore and Claypool whilst choosing not to match reasonable prices for higher-profile running backs, Dave Montgomery, the consistent shifting of resources to the passing game and away from the running game, mixed with their words, should show this year they want to air it out more. Three, when drafting Darnell Wright, Poles said on the radio they loved him because for them he was the best pass blocking tackle in the draft finally the positions they have prioritized on defense does not show they want to win low scoring games as the positions have far less relevance than the side of the ball just being strong overall the bears have said they are comfortable with short-term weaknesses on that side of the ball because they think the offense will take a step forward even other moves like signing robert tunyon because they think he's a better receiving tight end than what they had and prioritizing pass pro in roshan johnson should show that this is not meant to be as much of a ground and pound team as last year i know chris isn't that high on fields like others, but whether you think the Bears will be good or bad, this year they think they are going to have to win-lose 30-27 to rather than 17-14 to like he has repeatedly suggested. The TLDR, just because Eberflus is a defensive-minded coach, does not mean the Bears think that that is the side of the ball that will win them games this year. That is the argument from one Bailey, tattle taking on me. Okay, so I, I, I have a couple thoughts right off the bat here. Uh, I, I think there's one, there's some conflation between what the Bears think and what Chris thinks. And I, I it, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but I don't think that you were claiming that the Bears expect to win games 16 to 9. It's that based on their actions and or inactions this offseason, it, it gives the element, the air, that they're going to try to win game 16 tonight. 100% is exactly okay. exactly how I feel. I don't think the Bears are back in a back room going, let's win every game 16 to 9. All of the decisions that they've made when I look at them, I go, that's a team that's going to win every game going to try to be in every game 16 to 9. The other side of the coin is is I do think Bailey is right about what they are some of the moves that they have signaled. Now, I think the the Tony addition too is is, you know, a, a getsy connection as well and yes they brought in dj Moore, and that was reportedly the the last piece of the puzzle that put them over the top for making that move with carolina to come up to one you again we make the joke but they added chase claypool with an attempt to add the receiving core it was a, a massive overpay that they shouldn't have done but they did it they tried it um so it, i kind of think you're both right here so, and, and and here's why, because you both are making good points, but I think the point got missed in this tattle take. The point isn't that you were saying that gets or not gets the well, I guess the offensive coordinator, but it wasn't you saying that Eberflus is going to try to win games that way. It was that in your opinion, based on what they have done th with their heavy emphasis on defense, drafting offensive linemen, adding Roshan Johnson, that they're just and based on the amount of times they ran the football in general last year, they're just going to try to pound the rock a bunch. So Which I don't think is incorrect. I, I would like to just amend a couple of things here that I think Bailey ignored when making his point. And I, uh, first of all, Bailey, appreciate the tattle take, appreciate you working this out. Wow, but I think so there, there is stuff missing from your point that I have emphasized, right? Because one of the things in there um, is that the Bears didn't spend, you know, big money on defensive line. My criticism of what the Bears did from, an, from a, a team building perspective, Jamie, was the fact that they used 
three of their day two, two of their day two picks on the same position, and it was the interior of their defensive line. My criticism was, how about we get some pass rushers? We don't need to focus on the interior of stopping the run. Let's get some pass rushers. Let's get after the quarterback. My criticism was, we drafted another running back with one of our topper, you know, top end picks topper? in the topper. One of our a, topper picks? Not a great, not a great what phrase what there. Sorry. Topper? Our top end picks in Roshan, in Roshan Johnson to help us in the running game. We yeah. did use our first round pick on an offensive lineman and that, you know, obviously protecting Justin Fields is a big deal, but we know that they're going to run the football. Also, where did they spend all of their big money in, in free agency? Linebacker with Tremaine Edmonds, linebacker with TJ Edwards, uh, defensive end with Demarcus Walker, and guard with Nate Davis. It's not like they went out and spent, spent big money on pass catchers for the wide receiver department or pass catching tight end. or They built the linebacking core of their defense with their two big money contracts, and they got an interior offensive lineman. So again, it's not like they're going out there and spending a ton of money on these areas. So could Justin Fields completely change the narrative and become a, a better thrower than what we've seen over the last couple of years? Yes, absolutely. And does the addition of DJ Moore help in that regard? Yes, absolutely. But I can't ignore the fact that they spent their two big-time contracts this offseason were on linebackers. Most of their um, high-end, that was when I said topper, high-end was what I was trying to get to, and topper is how it formulated in my head. With their high-end picks, they used two of them on basically players who played the same position on the interior of the defensive line. And they do have a defensive-minded head coach. I'm not just going to ignore that fact that defensive-minded head coaches tend to construct their teams in a very specific way. So I appreciate the banter, but you are not convincing me to move off of my position because all of the data points tell me that I think this team is going to play very close, low-scoring games. I do not think they're a team that's going to be putting up 28 to 35 points a game. I'm still not there yet, but appreciate the title take. Let's take from Heldy. Any of the four teams from the AFC South could win the division this year. The Texans are probably the least talented roster, but with new coaching and seemingly a competent forward-facing direction, they could easily be in competition for a weak division. I think while Jacksonville is still the best team in the division, their roster is not much more talented than Indy or Tennessee's. I am all the way out on this take. All the way out. I am selling this take. Selling this take. Yeah, I'm selling this take. All the way out. Um, Yeah, like, I think there's a mix-up between potential and what's already there. And I like some of the young pieces in Houston. I like some of the young pieces in Indianapolis. But these guys are not comparative roster-wise to what the Jacksonville Jaguars have right now. None of these quarterbacks in this division are comparative to what Trevor Lawrence is right now. Uh, this is a far better roster with a far better quarterback with far better coaching right now for 2023 and by the way the jaguars do not have a difficult schedule either so no i i don't think this division's up for grabs i think second place in the division's up for grabs right. for whatever that's worth but i do not think this is up for the only way this is up for grabs is if trevor lawrence gets hurt and misses half the season like, yeah otherwise this this is this should be the jaguars division to run away with i'm and, sorry by the way chris this would be the first the jaguars are one of a, and, and by the way shout out to our our man dan uh, Olinger for this uh, this factoid from a different article about nothing to do with the Jaguars, but the Jaguars are one of three teams who have never won a division title in back-to-back seasons. I think that that's going to change this year. Yeah, I think to say that Jacksonville's roster isn't that much more talented than the Tennessee's, just do me a quick solid. It's just, just wrong. 
just just look up the Tennessee depth chart. Like it's just I'm sorry, it's just not there. Um, and Indies, I, I think there's potential to be better than Jacksonville, in my opinion. But I don't think you're going to see that immediate immediate success here in year one in 2023. So I'm going to sell this take. Uh, Jamie, we're going to go through a stretch of takes here to close the show that I think we're going to be selling a lot. This next one from Anthony, our good friend who gave us that quarterback take just a little bit ago, yep. doubles down with a, with a last-minute submission here. Take, Mike Tomlin is just Mike McCarthy if he was good at a press conference. About identical records, McCarthy has more playoff wins, both won Super Bowl. Why is one viewed so much higher than the other? This I, I don't think that's a Mike Tomlin question. I think that's a Mike McCarthy question. I so I okay. I don't disagree, but I believe the spirit of this take is more diminishing Mike Tomlin than it is praising Mike McCarthy, and I that know, I ha- and that I have a problem with. That I am selling because I go the opposite ways where I think people have underrated what McCarthy has done because of the very, I guess, like publicly private clashing with Aaron Rodgers toward the end of his time in Green Bay and just the immense pressure cooker that is being a head coach in Dallas. Uh, but no, Mike, Mike McCarthy needs to be held in higher regard than the way he is. I don't, I don't think that Mike Tomlin needs to be held in less regard. Sure. I think the answer to this question is, is always going to go back to there are a lot of people who believe that Mike McCarthy should have gotten more than one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. And that's always going to be the thing that is going he to work. should have. Right. And that's the thing that's always going to work against the resume for Mike McCarthy. I, I feel like Pete Carroll should have got more than one Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. Right. I, I mean, it's that it doesn't make them bad coaches. Those both things can be true together, right? And I, but I think that's the thing that 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 is the hang up for for McCarthy is because he had Rodgers um, that they hold that against him. Uh, this take from Braden. Oh, I did not see this take in doing the, the the prep for the show. This is a Bears take. Take the Bears will finish with the number one overall pick for the second straight year. So Braden, Braden out here saying, "Hey Bailey, all that positive stuff you want to say about the Bears, selling it. Get it out of here." I'm going to – I mean, okay. I don't think they're going to have the number one pick. But – Are I, they going to be as bad as Arizona and or Houston? No. But is it is it fair for me to crap on a take if I think they might be picking top five? You see what I mean? Like, well, like, so, like, I, like I'm not going to pick them to pick number one, and I understand the spirit of the take, but like I'm not going to jump out of my chair if a team that I think is maybe going to finish with pick five – you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Sure, so like you, can sell, you can sell the take, and then we can have a conversation about where we think it's, the Bears it's are. It's a light sell. No, no, no. You're still, you're still selling the take, but you want to buy shares of light. a different take. You want to share your own take. That's how this no, works. All right, so so how many teams – let me pull up a list of NFL teams because this will make me – Jamie, me it's, it's, as if, it's as if somebody on this call right now, on this show – did a show earlier this week for his own podcast, TD and Daily, wherever you get your podcast. And that person explored the idea of which yeah, teams I, might be picking in the top 10. Yeah, I had a meeting during that show, Chris. That was I, I missed two of your five shows this week. Imagine so, imagine uh, missing not, that show. It was a great show. Uh, I'm sure. I mean, I, I remember the, you telling me about the concept. Uh, I did. I did we, share we the data with you. One. All right. So how many teams do we think are in the number one pick conversation? Two. Oh, oh, okay. Just put a whole... Just hold on. I, I'm sorry. So, you asked the question. I answered it. You can't get mad at me. Okay. I mean, I can. You but, can. It would just be ill-advised. Okay. I'm. I'm, I'm going to change this. Uh, I'm going to change the spirit of the question. How many teams okay. do we uh, do we think are definitively worse than the Bears? Do not answer yet. Just walk with me okay. on this journey. All right. Okay. I'll walk with anybody the last, in the yep. AFC. Anybody on the AFC East? No. 
Correct. Anybody in the AFC North? No. Anybody in the AFC West? Yes. Okay. And that would be the Raiders, I'm assuming? That would be the Raiders, yes. The schedule's yeah, the brutal, Raiders. and they might not have their quarterback for week one. So, okay. AFC South. Yes. How many? <laughs> I have... So I did it in tiers for my show. I have one yeah. in the tier above the the Bears, meaning that they are... I think they're they're more likely to be worse. And I have one team in the same tier as the Bears. Right, so, so give me both. So Houston I have the... Who? I have... Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Then I have three. I'm sorry. I put Houston in three. Houston, Indy, and Tennessee. I have Houston and Indy above the Bears, and I have the Titans on the same tier as the Bears. Okay. Uh, NFC East. I have Washington in the same tier as the Bears. Okay. I'm just just for the purposes of the discussion. uh, Anybody else in the North alongside the Bears? The Green Bay Packers. Okay. Anybody in the South? I have the Bucks in the tier above the Bears. Okay, and then anybody in the West, Cardinals, and do you have the Rams? In I that? do have the Rams in the both. Both of them are above the the, the Bears. All right, so th- those are the ten teams that you were referring to. Yes. So now I get to play the game of and I'm, I, of how many of these teams do I think are in my head more likely to have the number one pick? I'm going to circle a few teams on my own here as I work through this in my own mind. I think there are two slam dunks. AC and Tampa Bay? No, I think Arizona and Houston are slam dunks. And Houston. Yeah, I have Houston here too. I have Tampa Bay in there as well. If Tampa gets like a weird four-game stretch of Baker Mayfield being good, like that could be enough to take them over the top. It could be, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, right now I look at this. I, I think five is where I got my mind on. Okay, so, I have six, so we're right there. Okay, we're splitting hairs. Who okay. are your five? So we, uh, Houston, Tampa Bay, Arizona, or the other two I put down here, um, Tennessee, and what's the other? Oh no, that was the four. So you disagree? Sorry, I, I, I had Chicago at five. Okay, so do so you disagree with me on Indy, the Raiders, and the Rams? Uh, I disagree with you and the Raiders and the Rams because I think we are projecting injuries right now, and I think those both those teams, even if relatively healthy, are gonna I think could flirt with six or seven. Uh, that Rams defense is gonna give up fifty points a game. They might, but if if Matthew Stafford's healthy, that team can go six and eleven. It's damning with any price. They get the Cardinals twice. It's true. It's true. Okay, so we're, I think we're splitting hairs here. I have the Bears seventh on my list. You have them fifth. Okay. I think that's an extremely reasonable. I, I, like they won three games a year ago. They're not going to jump to ten good. wins. Like it's but just they're also. But to your point, Chris, you're right. They're not in the lowest possible tier. They're not in the worst tier of teams. Correct. They're in that next group. I have them in the third group for me. Third, I have yeah, three yeah. groups, and that group, I, that group for the Bears, I have described as leaning towards a top ten team. That's okay. the way I describe that group. Um, and again, if they double their win total, if the Chicago Bears double their win total, that's probably going to be a top 10 team. Yeah. That's six probably. wins. Seven wins six, got you a top 10 pick. Be, yeah. So six, seven wins got you a top 10 pick a year ago. So if the Bears double their win total, if they win double the amount of games they won in 2022, they're going to still be picking in the top 10. So you'd have yeah, to be bet. You'd, 
you know, topper pick. You would have to be betting on. We, we that's going to be a thing now, isn't it? It's just going to be. Oh, it is to the end of time. I love it. Forever. Um, I have no problem. I, I speak words every day into a microphone for two shows. I'm bound to have one it's a words week. Goodly. I'm, every show. I'm bound to have one a week where it just goes off the rails. So for me, Jane, like more than doubling their win total again. There's some of the stuff that I'm like, like, I like a lot of the stuff that they did. I, I I know there's some, there's adversary relationship where everybody thinks I hate the bears. I don't, I just tend to be, I think I'm a little bit more of a realist when it comes to this. To me, I like some of the stuff that they did. Is it enough to be five wins better to get outside the top 10? And I think this is a conversation that also needs to be had of like, you're taking steps toward getting better. We like what you did, but doesn't mean it's all going to change in one season. Can I quote a friend? Sure. Non-linear progression. It is a thing in sports. You do not just go from three to six to nine to 12 to Super Bowl. It doesn't work that way. Progression is non-linear in sports. So the Bears might only go from three to five wins this year, but then next year go from five to 12. That's, that's, That's the type of progression we're talking about. I don't think they're right now at a stage. They were just, there's a reason why they were picking number one overall this past year. Okay. Yep. Justin Fields was great. Justin Fields running all over the place, putting up some incredible numbers, doing things that we've never seen from that position before, right? Incredible. Three wins, the first overall pick. We cannot lose sight of that one having this conversation. Yep. So you are of the believer that they are still going to be picking the top 10 just like me uh, next season. Yes, I do. Okay. That's it. That's what we're gonna. That's how we're going to close this show with this conversation. A fun way to close out the week here on the Prospects and Props podcast. We love doing these takes on takes episodes of the show. You guys know the drill. Continue uh, to send in those takes, and we will get to them uh, next week as well. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Schubert underscore. You can follow Jamie on Twitter at Jamie Eisner. We would greatly appreciate a rate, review, a subscribe to the podcast. If you've done all of those things, do us a favor. Share the show with friends, family, uh, football people that you know that Enemies. will enjoy. Well, coworkers. Uh, sure. Yeah. You can share with any of those people. People that I don't you care think if they like you, if they like us, it's fun. That's fantastic. Well, I mean, they don't have to like us. I mean, there are people that probably don't like me and don't like some of the takes that I have. Don't listen just download the show, right? As long as you as long as we get the, the click, that, that works for us. Uh, but yes, please share the show um, with friends, family, football people that you think would enjoy it. Uh, we are continuing to grow uh, this show from the ground up. Very excited for some of the stuff that Jamie and I have planned um, for the rest of the summer. Jamie's still working on those fantasy projections. I got another player screenshot today um, that made me very, very happy that I was very, very excited but- about. By the way, Chris, we could probably start discussing that as soon as the first Monday of June. Oh, my goodness. Breaking news so here to can, close the show. Monday, so June. Start, Monday, June 5th. Okay. Clear so your calendars, folks. We're we starting. Can have some conver- I'm not sure how we're going to break it down yet. Maybe We've got a week we'll to figure it out. Team. We've got we'll a week figure to figure it out. out. Yeah. And we'll have a whole nother. Well, we'll still have all next week's shows to, to do. Yep. But the week after. Uh, keep an eye on that because uh, they'll be ready for, for discussion. Yeah, looking forward to that. So appreciate everybody making this show a part of their day. Everybody have a great weekend. We will talk to you all on Monday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.